Chapter Ten of My Queen, a Weekly Journal for Young Women, Issue One, September nineteen hundred. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Elaine Conway, England. Marion finds her uncle at last. A visit to the chief of police was naturally an embarrassment to a young man and inexperienced girl like Marion, but his kindly manner put her at ease. He was unusually interested in the astonishing story which this beautiful country girl told him. If he doubted her words, he did not betray it. So Marion talked on rapidly, feeling sure of his sympathy. The only item of information which Marion kept back was the fact that Bert Jackson had run away from the poor farm, and it did not occur to the great detective to question her on that point. Every word that she uttered was carefully taken down, and before she left the building, an investigation was in progress. She told him of Bert's adventure with the hypnotist, and the chief sent an order for his immediate release now what are you going to do next miss the chief asked her kindly you seem to have a mind of your own and i would like to hear what you will do personally toward finding your sister marion looked at him fearlessly as she answered promptly i shall go to that theatre to-night sir accompanied by bert and see this professor dabrowski if he is our former boarder mr lawson i shall know him instantly he may be disguised but i'm sure i shall know him the chief looked at her keenly i'm sure you will he said slowly i should hate to be the man to do an inquiry miss marlowe this shrewd worldly man had read the fair face at a glance he saw in the flash of those grey eyes an indomitable spirit i might forgive one to myself but to my sister never said marion sternly the chief was gazing at her in admiration she looked like a queen with her head poised so defiantly here is frederick stanton's address he said after a minute as he glanced over a directory why he is a prominent society man miss marlowe he is as proud as lucifer are you sure he will help you poor marion sighed he must she said slowly for i have not five dollars in the world and there is no one else i can look to the head of the great detective bureau did a few minutes thinking then he gave marion some instructions all of which she promised to follow these are very necessary he told her as he finished for if this villain has wronged your sister he must be punished without mercy and now you have best go right up to the norwood and see your uncle if he will help you all right if he won't well just let me know you can stay at the hotel that you mentioned at present and one of my men will be on hand at the theatre this evening marion thanked him for his advice and accompanied by bert joined mr ray on the corner bert and mr ray were introduced and immediately seemed to take a mutual liking to each other she had her uncle's correct address now and they were soon at the norwood mr ray slipped his card into her hand as he and bert left her at the door we'll call for you here later he said with an admiring glance and if we don't find you we'll go over to the little hotel 
just as like as not your uncle will give you the cold shoulder he may said marion sadly for i've heard that he is very proud and he doesn't know the whole truth of my visit to the city with a last glance of sympathy her friends turned away marion was alone again but this time she was at the door of her own aunt's dwelling she was ushered into a reception-room by a smartly dressed maid who glanced her over critically and evidently approved of her appearance wonder how she would have liked me in my own clothes thought marion ten to one i'd have received some cold glances from her and if it wasn't that i looked so out and out stylish after quite a long wait she was ushered into her aunt susan's presence it was the most unpleasant moment of the young girl's whole adventure a fat pudgy woman very slowly dressed but who looked quite a little like her own mother rose from a sofa as she entered there was a poodle in her arms snapped and barked savagely so this is my niece said the woman languidly she raised her lorgnette to her eyes and stared at marion rudely i am your niece marion aunt susan said marion as sweetly as possible i came yesterday as i wrote you but i must have missed uncle at the station oh he did not attempt to meet you said her aunt said languidly he found he had a dinner engagement which prevented but really my dear you are better than i expected at this cool announcement marion's colour rose but she bit her lips to control her feelings thank you aunt she said simply i am glad that you approve of me your sister's children are not gorgs even if they do live in the country so i see said her aunt and it relieves my mind considerably but tell me marion how do you happen to be wearing such expensive clothes why they really are quite fashionable can your father afford to dress you so stylishly marion burst out laughing before she answered my father would not know me if he should see me she said honestly you see i have dressed myself according to my surroundings aunt i knew you would feel disgraced if i came to you in homespun very thoughtful indeed said her aunt thawing out a little take off your hat marion and i will order some luncheon really you are extremely pretty i am very glad to see you marion's lip curled scornfully as she took off her hat she would have been glad to have boxed the old lady's ears but as she couldn't she watched her chance and teased the poodle for relief in a moment the door opened and her uncle came in he was a pompous-looking man who tried to impress every one with his importance he greeted her with a patronising nod looking her over critically as his wife had before him glad to see you of course he remarked very frigidly but we are uh very busy don't you know so much doing in our set at present marion ate lunch with her relations before she told a story she felt that she must fortify herself against what was probably coming when the servant had cleared away the things she began talking quietly she was determined to lose no time in enlisting her uncle's sympathy what dolly abducted and here in new york you were sent to the apartments of a bachelor alone stayed all night at a cheap hotel with a, a man's housekeeper did you say these exclamations of dismay interrupted marion's narrative there now i have told you all uncle 
replied marion as she finished i have told you the whole truth and i must rely upon your kindness i should not have dreamed of coming to you had not dolly's own father disavowed her and quite right of him i say almost screamed her aunt susan who had supplied herself with smelling salts before marion's story was half over and you expect me a society leader to mix myself up in this affair why the thing is disgraceful it'll all be in the papers her uncle puffed himself up to an alarming degree as he spoke but marion controlled her feeling of disgust by a powerful effort is it anything against poor dolly that she should have been hypnotised by that fiend she cried earnestly or is it anything to my discredit that i should have been tricked by scandals we are only children aunt susan what do we know of the world why we are both as innocent as the very field daisies at home yet you scorn us for our misfortunes you ridicule our sorrow we cannot afford to get entangled in this thing frederick said her aunt without heeding her appeal we certainly cannot said her husband decidedly once for all marion you must excuse us from meddling in the matter so you refuse utterly to aid me by search for dolly asked marion breathlessly frederick stanton drew a bill from his pocket slowly and tossed it to her across the table you can have that he said grandly but please don't count upon me further my position in society would be attacked at once why to allow myself to be exploited in this manner don't mention our names for heaven's sake cried her aunt i would die of mortification if i should see this thing in the papers without noticing the bill marion rose to her feet the scorn upon her face made her relations shrink a little i'm only a country girl a farmer's daughter she said slowly but oh how i despise such natures as yours you are ashamed to your sex mrs susan stanton and as for you sir you are not worthy to be called a man there was not a word spoken as marion adjusted her hat as she left the apartment she did not even glance behind her End of chapter ten